0: Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Welcome back to another episode of Not Just Football with your host,
1: me, Cam Hayward. We got a great session for you today. Man, we got got to talk to the great Peter King. We got to talk all things football, some things not football, but it was a great time getting to talk to him um but before we get starting on that we got to talk about the late great Bill Russell. He just passed away at the age of 88 uh years old and it's very it's very hard to talk about a guy that uh not only was a great winner um but he was a winner off the field. He was a trailblazer to see the um the level of affection that so many people have showed uh, we get to see that he touched so many different souls. You know, you think just about the NBA community and what he did for the black player uh, in basketball. But that extends outside basketball. Uh, you know, as I look at it, he he was there for all sports athletes. Um, he was a guy that um, was on the forefront for uh, change in every sport. He was the first black head coach. Uh, and you know, to see him pass away, I hopefully his legacy continues on, um, because you know, no one is probably going to ever touch his stats. Um, but the stats he had off the field uh, reached even higher, and uh, we're very lucky to have a man like that. Uh, I wish nothing but the best for his family, and um, you know, we'll we'll keep trailblazing on from here. And now we have our special guest. Peter King on I got to spend some time with him after practice he opened up about the old media new media topic Uh, it was a great time getting to know him Uh, make sure you look and check it out all right guys we're here on not just football with Cam Hayward with my special guest national sports writer he's won many awards Mr. Peter King how you doing today Cam it's incredible to be on with you this is a big honor I'm so glad you asked me I had to ask you, you were coming to practice, Uh, you talk well about me sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) but I appreciate it. But before we get in, I got to ask you about the Josh Allen handshake. (laughs) Was that an alpha move? No, it's one of the most
2: embarrassing things in recent Peter King history, because Josh Allen, we finished this interview, for those who don't know it, we finished this interview at Bill's camp. And Josh Allen, basically, I said, Josh, thanks, have a great year. Hey, for NBC Sports, this is Peter King. And all the time, I don't realize until I said, I'm going to turn around to say, hey, listen, thanks a lot. I looked down and I said... Uh Uh-oh, I'm thinking to myself, how long has that hand been out there? And Josh looks at the camera, and he said, did you get that? And Kelsey, who was running the camera, said, yeah, yeah, we got that. So I think he was pretty happy about it. Well,
1: I I think it's a good power move. I wish I would have thought of it first. Like, you came over here, we shook hands, and I was like, oh, man, at least least he gave me the benefit of the doubt. But Josh, he was looking out for you. He took advantage of the situation. It was a good time doing it. But, Peter, let's talk about... Like, what brought you to journalism and what brought you to sports and football?
2: You know, when I was 11 years old, growing up in Connecticut, uh, I thought, you know what I want to do when I grow up? I want to play left field for the Boston Red Sox. I love the green monster, the wall in left field. My favorite player was this old guy, Carl Yastrzemski, who was a big hero, and I wanted to succeed him. But then I thought, well... If I can't do that job, maybe I could at least write about it. Because when I was in school, I was a good writer. I loved writing. Mm. And my mother, you know, God rest her soul, was so encouraging about every aspect of English, of writing. You know, she gave me every advantage as a kid because... Around the time I was 10 or 11 years old, we had a neighborhood newspaper, yeah. and I would write the stories in longhand, and she, because she was a secretary, she typed them up and used the old carbon paper. So we would make three copies and give them to people in the neighborhood, and they would share them, yeah. and I thought, wow, this is cool. People are ri- reading what I'm writing. So, like, at 10 or 11 years old, I always tell young kids in journalism, I'm so lucky, and I feel bad for you guys because you shouldn't know what you want to do with the rest of your life at age 20. <laughs> I knew what I wanted to do with the rest of my life at age 11. Right. So, I mean, I had a terribly unfair advantage over everybody else in my, in my world, in my orbit, because I had to be the only person at age 11 who knew what he wanted to be
1: doing all his life. Well, I love that, like... It's similar like football. Like, we've been doing it all our lives, and, like, it's been a dream, but when it's accomplished, it feels like so much more. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it's it's amazing to see, like, you just living out your dream, and you're killing it. Yeah, well, thank you. So, I like, along those lines, though, you know, you look at media, and one thing I love about you is you're critical, but you don't demean. And how do you differentiate between the two?
2: Well, let's take Deshaun Watson, for example. Okay, right. so... Uh, I honestly don't mind the Cleveland Browns trading for Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you're taking a little bit of a chance, but I I understand why. You haven't had a quarterback in 100 years. You want to take the leap. When they signed him to a fully guaranteed $230 million contract, I thought it was unconscionable. And so I believe that I have the ability to look at the entire picture of a story mm-hmm. and whereas I can see it's not horrible they they traded for him I understand that the contract is ridiculous right so and I don't mind saying that I I mean look I'm 65 years old it's like what Brady says I, I you know I'm a lot closer to the end than I am to the beginning and to me <clears throat> if I can't I think everybody in the world thought, what is this guy getting Two hundred and thirty dollars, $230 million guaranteed when he's got 24 active at the time, mm-hmm. civil suits against him? And look, everybody deserves their day. Everybody deserves the fairness. But, Cam, those are the kind of things that I just think I get... I kind of get a little bit angry about. Right. But But here's... Look, a long time ago, early on, I remember... I was covering the New York Giants for a newspaper in New York in the 80s. And I remember Phil Simms once said something, you know, to a bunch of us after a game where we were asking some very critical questions. And he said, do you effing think we're trying to lose? I am playing my balls off out there. Right. You know, and and he just, he's mad. And so that's the one thing. Unless I see a guy yeah. who's just dogging it. Yeah. It's very hard to say, what a bum. Yeah. It just it, it, it's it's and it's unfair. It is. It's unfair. So that's kind of where I draw the line. I I feel like when I see something that I think is just wrong, I'm gonna call it out. But I also understand as far as players are concerned, that this is your livelihood. It makes no sense to dog it. Or to do any so I might criticize the result of the performance, yeah. but I I don't
1: often criticize the performance. Well you talked about quarterbacks. We're gonna get back to quarterbacks. Yeah. But I wanna talk about how have you seen football change and what has been your favorite era of football. Uh
2: well, unlike a lot of kind of old time sports writers, one of my mentors, Paul Zimmerman, loved a ten to three game. Absolutely. That was his <laughs> cup of tea. He loved it. But can I tell you the one thing about football that I really, really love? Mm-hmm. So on this training camp trip, uh, I was in Las Vegas, and I got a chance to sit with Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. Right. They had a 17-minute post-practice meeting where Josh McDaniels was pointing out some errors. And, mm. hey, it's his first year in the offense, Derek Carr. And so one of the things he said was look there's one block that we have to get down and it's a block I can't really say what the play is or or anything but it is a block that the right tackle has to make and he has to make it perfectly with one specific technique Mm. and so they were going to work on it with Brandon Parker the right tackle the next day and he just wanted Josh uh or Derek Carr to reinforce it Mm-hmm. you know and to say hey listen this is really important and here's why in essence if he makes that block it could be a 30 yard gain on the pass play if he does it could be a five yard loss right but when the meeting was over and I had time to think about it I said to Josh McDaniels I said this is what I really love about football if you multiply that times one million that's an offensive playbook right there right because and and that can win or lose a game. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is amazing right. about, about this sport. The tiniest little thing can make the difference mm. between winning and losing. Bill Parcells, I once said to him, why do you always work out special teams, guys? Like, deep into the season, you'll have five guys chasing punts or or you know running 40s late in the season. It's mm-hmm. December, inside Giants Stadium. And and I forget his exact words, but his his eyes looked at me and it was like, y- y- you haven't learned much about football. So because, is it
1: magnified now?
2: Well, because his point was, the 53rd guy on the roster can win or lose you a game. Mm-hmm. Okay, just as easily as the second guy on the roster. Right. But it is magnified now. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the 24-7 news cycle of football. I mean... I don't know how much you pay attention to it in July, but how many headlines were there about alternate helmets in July? Who gives a flying F about alternate helmets? And yet there's all of this coverage about it. And I'm saying, could you cover Deshaun Watson, Dan Snyder, you know, things that actually mean something. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it's changed. I'm not a big fan of going nuts about coverage in July. Yeah.
0: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. All right, people. We're brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odds boost, or hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself. You bet and you get with Caesar Rewards. Every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Reward member today, and get more with every wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble? Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700.
1: Okay, so who is the one player... Like throughout all the time you've been covering that never got enough recognition and it was just underrated and fell on fell the radar. I think the best player who never
2: got recognized just got recognized and is going to the Hall of Fame. So it's a little bit different than your question, but it's Sam Mills. <laughs> Sam Mills. Sam Mills, the okay. linebacker. He played in the USFL, Mm -hmm. he got cut like four times, and then he went to the USFL, became a great player, him and Reggie White, best defensive players in the history of the USFL, went to the Saints and the Panthers, had his greatest season at age 36, third in the league in uh, defensive player of the year voting. He, I love Sam Mills, and he never got his due until Mm. this year in Canton.
1: Well, it's like crazy, because like we talk about Reggie all the time, right? Yeah. Reggie is the top of the mountain. But does everybody even know about those USFL years? Like, there are so many sacks that are given up that no one even recognizes. Yeah.
2: Hey, look the USFL was unbelievably interesting. Mm. If Donald Trump hadn't killed the USFL, <laughs> I'm serious, it would have lasted. Yeah. and the, it would have been an incredible like farm system for wow. the NFL because yeah. the Giants in 86, you know, look who came out of there like Bart Oates, their starting center on their Super Bowl team, mm. Sean Landetta, a, a lot of really good players. So I
1: I I wish the USFL lasted. It was fun. Mm. Okay, so you talked about, before we even drafted him, us drafting Kenny Pickett. Yeah. How did you know that?
2: Well, it's <laughs> the old classic case. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. Um, but I don't think I could kill you. You look, like, impenetrable.
1: Uh, uh, I'm not I think impenetrable. It would
2: be, I think it would be difficult. But uh, uh, somebody just told me that don't buy the Malik Willis hype. Mm. And I said, okay, should I buy uh Ken, the kenny pickett hype mm. and he said no comment and that's <laughs> around the time of the draft you look for clues right you look for little uh peas breadcrumbs on a path that's what you look for right. most of the mock drafts are exactly what they are they're they're mockery of anything but i don't know you make a best guess sometimes and most of the time i'm wrong i happen to be right on that one
1: so clues how did kenny look today
2: that good throw he made into the corner of the end zone right away, that was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't know. This is today's practice, I think, for the quarterback thing is one piece and a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. Right. I don't know how much it really means. Did anyone stand out to you? I think Mitchell Trubisky looked like Johnny Unitas.
1: Oh. <laughs> Mitch is over, look, look at Mitch over there. <laughs> no
2: look i think this is this is going to be a real fun year because i bet because i just asked mike tomlin you know he's the kind of guy who will address the elephant in the room Mm -hmm. guys you know what's going on we got a quarterback competition let's see it right let's let's look at the tape let's you know let's do this Mm -hmm. is that really how it It is it
1: is like day one i think like mike t just came to us and said Mitch is going to be the starting quarterback. It's up for the other guys to beat him out. Yeah. And, you know, we appreciate that because it sets the standard. You know, it yeah. doesn't let us think about it. Mitch knows what he's got to do. Mason, Kenny, they all know what they're, what they're fighting for. But we don't have a starting quarterback till week one. Yeah. But Mitch is given the reins to start it off.
2: Yeah. I like that. I, yeah. I like, you know, he's, his whole attitude. He told me because I said, hey, a lot of people are skeptical. He goes, well, bring it on. Bring <laughs> it on. And he said, quote me. sounds like mike doesn't it it does
1: mike t's like that yeah may 23rd we always talk about like in the off season you get the rankings and you know they're filling stuff right yeah may 23rd you said the steelers will be 23rd in power rankings yeah do you still stand by that today
2: yeah i do because because you know we're so early in training camp nothing really has changed I mean, I've got to see it in the quarterback. So,
1: And I got you, to see
2: it, and I've got to see it in the run defense, too. Okay. So, That's what, what have, gave it, you
1: that? What gave you that ranking?
2: Uh, you know, it's not like Notre Notre uh, Notredamus comes down from the clouds and says, "Oh, the Steelers are 23rd and the Lions are <laughs> That's ahead." That's how I of them. take it though. And the theater? Lions are ahead of them because I heard from 9,000 people in Pittsburgh and 8,900 <laughs> were most upset that I had the Lions ahead of the Steelers. And you know what I I say about those things? I'm making a best guess. That's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And if you ask me right now, I think the Lions are headed in the right direction. I really kind of like the Lions. Now, I probably am, I'm certainly not sure that they're going to be better than the Steelers, but hey, we'll see. Okay, so then
1: I heard your daughter is a Steelers fan. Oh my sick Steelers Did fan. Did she disown you after you made that <laughs> comment? <laughs>
2: she loves the fact that I diss the Steelers. She loves it. What? Because, because she thinks that if even a single Steeler reads that, it'll give them motivation yes. to shove it up my rear yes. end. <laughs> I love your daughter even
1: more. Oh, my hey, gosh. listen,
2: when her first son was born, you know what I gave him? What? A Le'Veon Bell doll. <laughs> and it went right in the crib with Freddie King.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. So how do you see the AFC North playing out? I think it's really going to be a fun,
2: fun division. A lot of it depends, obviously, on Deshaun Watson. Mm. But I think Deshaun Watson, if he plays half the season, they're going to be right around 500. If he plays mm. more than that, they got a good chance. I think the Bengals are not just a one-year wonder. Yeah. And I also think the Ravens got more beat up by injury last year than anybody. So I kind of like, I I kind of like the Bengals and the Ravens. Mm. Yeah.
1: So you look at these rankings now, and we saw the ESPN rankings from Jeremy Fowler. that He said he got from executives, and I can go down a list of all the quarterbacks. You had the Tom Brady's and the Patrick Mahomes, and you had Aaron Rodgers. But there was one guy that didn't get any love, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. How do you feel about that?
2: I really like Lamar Jackson, but I think... That people still wonder about Lamar Jackson, the postseason player. Mm-hmm. He, he's played four postseason games and hasn't won one, hasn't played well in one. Right. But like, There's a
1: lot of other quarterbacks that have done the same thing, yeah, I agree
2: with you. I agree. But I'm just saying my opinion about Lamar Jackson is I love Lamar Jackson, but there's a little bit of an asterisk the way that I consider him a top five to seven quarterback is if he plays well in January, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's kind of how I look at it.
1: Ooh, but there's quarterbacks in that list. You look at Dak Prescott. They, they had Deshaun yeah, Watson. Wouldn't,
2: I wouldn't give, I, I don't give Dak Prescott. I don't put him in the top five to seven. Okay. But I, you know, and I like people who play well in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be the only thing, but I like how okay. they play in the post Fair point. Fair yeah. point.
1: Two more questions. Yep. Give me your top five D linemen in the league right now. Well, number one is Cam Hayward. I like
2: that. (laughs) There you go. Way to start it off. You know what? There's one underrated guy who Mm -hmm. I like better than anybody else. And I want to hear your thoughts. Obviously, Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. But there's one underrated guy. You know I really like? Sebastian Joseph Day. Mm. The reason I like him, he's ridiculously unselfish. Yes. He all he cares about is chewing up space. Right. So the linebackers can, can mm-hmm. run free. Yes. Okay. So, and then, you know, like, I, I I like some players who maybe other people don't love as much. I really like Quinn and Williams. Mm-hmm. I really like Safan too, it. Yeah. You know, uh, and I'm serious. I really like you, and I really like the other Cam, Jordan. Yes. So,
1: And I the, think the thing that separates them, that, like i love is that it's not just a pass rush game yeah it is a full
2: complete game yes yeah Yeah.
1: sometimes these guys can do great job at pass rush and don't get me wrong but when you when you're trying to stop the run that's an art of the game as well yeah and people forget about that
2: yeah it's it's highly highly important especially on first down that's Mm -hmm. why i really
1: like sebastian joseph day right okay last question i will end on this i've wasted everybody's time no you haven't i'm kidding how do you feel about this new mantra with the old media versus the new media with players getting involved as well?
2: I think it's natural. If I were a player, I'd want my pure voice to be heard as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I love, I mean, I'm mean, i happy you're doing a podcast, really happy, because people who really want to know you can hear you unfiltered. You can say whatever you want. And yeah. I, I, I honestly think it's really a good thing it's not great for us. In, but it's in great the, to
1: get your point of, point of view even more. Because too many times we get you guys asking the questions. Now yes. we get to ask your questions. Yes. You guys have so much history yeah. to share with us.
2: Yeah. I. Hey, look. I'm really glad that a lot of guys are doing podcasts. And a lot of them in all sports, you know, are really, really good. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy about it. And honestly, selfishly, like, I learn a lot yeah. from things like your podcast yeah and and other players podcasts i really do brady's podcast with jim gray he says a lot of stuff on that that yeah. he does not say publicly. <laughs> you know. So I like that. So yes, sir. I, I, I really wish you well. Well, I wish you
1: well, well as well. Thank you. Thank you, Peter, for coming on the Not Just Football Podcast with Cam Hayward. I love that name. Yes, sir. The not Just Football Podcast. It took some yeah. time, but we get to talk to great people like you, and you enlightened us, you taught us, and we became better people because of it. Thank yeah. you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe to the Not Just Football Podcast with Cam Hayward. Good. Thank you, Pete.
2: I'll put it in the column. Yes, sir. I'll put it in the column.
1: Thank you. Just want to say thank you to the great Peter King for spending some time. Uh, enlighten me on some really cool things, old media, new media, some of those old players that didn't get the love that they deserve. Uh, it was a pleasure getting to talk to him. Um, this is only the first week of camp, but it's been a heck of a week. Uh, and You know, it's a pretty good show. I'm having some fun doing it.
0: All right. Before you get out of here, though, we got to get a little recap. How'd the first week of training camp go? Uh, We did see yesterday you got into a fight with Benny Snell. Please give us what was the reasoning behind the fight? I would say the
1: reason behind the fight is that uh, I'm a chippy person. Um, I tend to start more things. uh, And, you know, most people don't like it. Um, I think Benny was over the pile and then I gave him a shove and then he gave me a shove and then someone was holding me back, uh, but nobody was holding Benny back, and so he got a shot in on me and I was like, Oh no, we're not in it at that. And so I just started to try to race after him. Uh and, you know, I got kicked out of that drill. So those were my reps for the day <laughs> for that for that drill.
0: So but, the uh, reports of a punch of a punch and you being held back are true. Yeah.
1: Okay, thank you. Yeah, I had to to give a little yell at one of my players. I was just like, don't hold me back. Hold him back so I can get some more shots in. So, (laughs) and that goes for anybody, you know, whoever we're facing. um, Obviously, I won't be fighting in the game, but, man, we're going to attack them. Don't just hold each other back. Like, let's let's get our shots in. (laughs) Okay, good. Good to know you're still getting in fights 12 years later. Yeah, I'm still getting fights, guys. Don't worry about that. That's like a a camp tradition for me. So, you know, next Connor Hayward's on my list. Uh, (laughs) So I'm (laughs) going to make sure he gets plenty of hits uh, going forward. Um, But camp's been great. Um, You know, I think we're learning newer guys like a Connor Hayward, like a Mitch Trubisky, like a Kenny Pickett. Um, You know, guys like George Pickens is, is a guy who's really standing out. Uh, You see Calvin Austin, uh, man, that dude is fast. I think he had one play uh, the other day. Uh, Mason threw like 75 yards downfield, and man, man, Calvin just blazed past it. Um, But, you know, I think we're competing. Uh, The O-lines gelling, working together. Uh, And, you know, we only have like one more week before our first preseason. This is moving so fast. Uh, So uh, this will be fun. All right, man. Well, I'm
0: glad to hear the first week of camp went well and can't wait to hear how next week goes.
1: Yeah. And speaking of next week, we have a special guest. The NFL's very own Kurt Warner, you know, Super Bowl winner, pro bowler quarterback. Uh, It's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, It's going to be right after my practice, so I might be a little bit sweaty but he's going to lay some hard-hitting facts for us. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Uh, I want to say thank you again for watching our show or listening to our show. Uh, it's been a pleasure. and We'll see you next time here on the Not Just Football Podcast.